0: Welcome to the Geshmak of our podcast. This is episode 29. Feel free to send this episode around. We are a couple listens away from our thousandth listen. Feel free to uh, please give us a five-star review. It really helps the podcast out. It helps Apple's uh, algorithm to how the podcast gets suggested to people. If you give it a five-star review, and a uh, also write something. But anything that you do to help this podcast out is much appreciated. We are about to, believe it or not, enter the month of Elul, this Sunday, and this Shabbos, the Shabbos Mavarchim for us to embark on our journey through Elul, the Elulzman, the month of Elul. And we know that in order to take out the most um, benefits from a dovership, shepe it takes hachana. it takes preparation. There's a halacha that we should gather our thoughts and take a couple minutes before we dive in shachar s'mencha or mariv in order to step in front of HaKadosh Baruch Hu with proper kavanah. It takes hachanah, it takes preparation. There's uh, different uh, musr ideas and understandings that before uh, any... Mitzvah, we say a hidden Muchan, a preparation, a little bit of a tefillah to help us get our kavanah intact. And of course we have to do this for an entire month of Elul, which is a time leading up to Rosh Hashanah and to eventually Yom Kippur, a time where HaKadosh Baruch Hu gives us specifically, a specific time of where he's close, that we can grow by leaps and bounds to shteig and to grow closer to HaKadosh Baruch Hu. I'd like to share over a quick idea, a quick story, and perhaps an idea that can help us all to be mechazic and to strengthen our avoda and el. It's based on a schmooze given by Rabbi Ephraim Waxman, the Maggid Shlita. And he starts by describing an interesting scenario where you grab your family and you go on a vacation, you take off on a flight, Florida-bound, let's say, and as you're flying, you reach 10,000 feet, the, the captain turns off the fastened seatbelt sign, and you are free to move about the cabin. And we don't feel it, but most planes can travel at a speed up to 500 miles an hour. And we're just sitting there. We can even put our seats back and eat something, drink something, and while, all the while, while we're moving 500 miles an hour. But when do you feel that you're actually going, oh, I'm going really, really fast? that's when there's some turbulence in the air. When the plane hits an air bubble in the air, the plane starts to shake, and all of a sudden you, you remember, oh, wow, I really, we, are, we really are traveling fast. And the psychology behind that is because when we're moving so fast, you don't feel it, but when the plane starts to shake, when you have a little bit of turbulence, you start to gain connection to what's really going on, then you refocus and you understand what's going on. It's safe for us to assume that this past year, this past Shana, was a time where we bumped into some turbulence. Kala's got married, we don't like to reminisce about it, but Kala's got married in their driveways. Businesses close to crumbling, and Hashem has saved many of them. People stuck at home with relatives, sometimes too close to home, or too much time at home, but it's safe to say that we've all shared our own amounts of turbulence. And what happens is when we have this turbulence, we start to feel how fast we've been going. We've been speeding through life. Sometimes life has been speeding through us. But either way, with a ragilos, with a second-naturedness, with a tevasheni, with how we just wake up and do as we do, enjoy life, live happy lives, do avoid Hashem, but yet almost half us asleep. But whether it's good or whether it's bad, turbulence wakes us up. How often does a person have a time to say, I have a job in life. We know that we wake up to do mitzvahs. We wake up to learn Torah, to work on our midas. Our midas is the reason we wake up in the morning. I implore you to look at the Vilna Goynz Pshat and Parak Dalid. Pasuk Chav Beiz, I believe it is, in Mishlei About what Shlomo HaMelech tells us, the reason we wake up in the morning is to perfect our Midas. Midas is why we wake up in the morning. Because it all leads to our connection to HaKadosh Baruch Hu. How often do we get a chance to say, Avoydus Hashem, this is probably the wrong way to say it, but Avoydus Hashem for dummies. To boil it all the way down to say, well, what am I doing? Ma'achai Vasi Bailami, What's my job? Mitzvahs are important, Torah is important. But what's my job in the world? Ribal Khanan Wasserman, the Rosh Hashivah of Baranovish, the famed Torah giant, who was the Talmud Muvak of the Chavitz Chaim, flew to America to fundraise funds for his yeshiva. An individual told him that there's one wealthy Gevir in town who can solve all your financial problems but he's not known to give a lot of money away. When he made the trek to this office, to this fancy high-rise building in the Lower East Side, he knocks on the door, and he notices that the last name is Wasserman. And he has a moment to think, well, maybe this is my friend, maybe this is, I'm sorry, maybe this is my family. He opens the door, and sure enough, Philip Wasserman... Bachanan's long-lost cousin. I remind you, this is a true story, and he says, "Oh, look, this is me. I'm, I'm a Bachanan. Remember, we were friends back in uh, when we grew up in the shtetl back in Europe. We were friends. We're cousins. How's it going? Please, please come in. And and, and Mr. Wasserman ushers him in. Ushers in the Rashiva, and they sit down and they start to schmooze. So, how's it going? You know, Bachanan tells him, "Well, you know." I opened the yeshiva and I learned by the Chabetz Chaim, oh wow, unbelievable. What are you up to? Mr. Mr. Wasserman tells him that uh, I've actually uh, started, when in America I started to sell garments and uh, then I eventually had enough money to buy a sewing machine. And after I had enough money to buy a sewing machine, I started to sew my own garments and sell them at a faster pace. And eventually I got three sewing machines and then I hired a bunch of workers, and now I have a factory of, of more, more than 300 workers. And Baruch Hashem, I am a very wealthy, successful man. And Rebbechanan tells him, unbelievable, such bracha. And Mr. Wasserman tells Rabbi Wasserman, what can I do for you? And the Heileger, a sheshiva, says, I just came to say hello. Came to see a long lost cousin. And Baruch Hashem, I'm so happy that you're doing well. And Mr. Wasserman tells him that, that, that that's it. I mean, came all this way just to say hello. I mean, obviously, and Rabbi Khanen says, "Yeah, Taka, I just wanted to say hello." And and, and he he says goodbye and and uh, he leaves. So Rabbi Khanen keeps getting messages from this guy and obviously from his uh, employees and different letters. Obviously, you know, come back the next day. He, he says, "You know, come back to." Obviously, you can't just be that That's all you wanted to say hello. I want you to come back and. Rabbi comes back to see Mr. Wasserman the next day. And Rabbi Chanan, as he's sitting there, he walks in and, Rabbi, and Mr. Wasserman tells him, that's all you came for? Obviously you came for much more. You came all the way from Europe on a boat just to be able to come say hello to a long lost cousin? And Hanan tells him, you know what, you're right. Really? I came for something more. I came because, you see, this is the frack that I've been wearing my jacket. And uh, a button's missing here, and I'd really ho- help. I would really, really like it if you can sew this button, and make it, uh, make it better for me. And Mister Wax, Mister Wasserman looks at him and says, "You came all the way for this? You didn't come here just to be able to sew the button back on." And Rabbi tells him, "Pinchas, Pinchas, Philip, fill up, Philip, fill up. you think your neshama came all the way from underneath the kisei covid? Your soul came all the way from Shemayim down to this world, was fashioned in a body, and you, all you were created for, you think was just to sew buttons onto coats. There's much more to life. And this Pincha started to cry, started to say, Rehobo will you learn with me? Will you help me? And sure enough, he was machzer b'tshuva. The reset button sometimes needs to be pressed. Mitzvahs are important, mitzvahs are important. That's the way that we can connect to Hakadosh Baruch Hu. But sometimes we need a reset button. Malchey vasi I have a neshama. There's a point in life. How can I work on my relationship with Hakadosh Baruch Hu? We're not here just to sew buttons on to jackets. There's a reason that we wake up in the morning. Elzman, going into the month of Elul, Ahachana, perhaps we can suggest is just to be able to take a deep breath. That the future starts with now. Think into the actions and the things that we do. Is my kriye shema with kavana. Is Do I say the first bracha of shemayna esrei with a pirashamilam? Do I know what the words translate as? Do I learn 15 minutes of masur a day? Do I know basic halacha, basic burah? Am I nice to my parents? There's so many things that a devar pshutim. That our Amkos our our Amkas our, HaPashtoth, our, 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 there's so much depth in the simplicity, but do we do it? Let, let us take this couple days before Rosh Chodesh Elul to hit the reset button so that we can go into Elul saying, oh, I have a month and a little bit of time to be able to be mechazek myself, to be able to stand in front of, 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 of HaKadosh Baruch Hu and be able to say, Hashem Kim. Let's all be to have a shtag and a beautiful month of Elul full of much, much growth. <music>